What would I do differently if I were to start all over again in my writing journey? What a question. Hmm. Let's see how I'd answer this one. Hello and welcome to the Ask the Author podcast, a weekly podcast where you get to ask me, the author, anything to do with writing and publishing. My name is Jodie Gibson and I'm an author of Feel Good Fiction. I'm also a writing mentor and founder of the Write Squad community for writers. I know what it's like starting out in the writing world, having so many questions and not knowing where to begin. So now, as a published author, both traditionally and indie, I'm here to share my knowledge and help you on the way to accomplishing your writing goals. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ask the Author with me, Jodie Gibson. I hope you've had a great writing week. I hope you've got some words down, done some editing, done lots of reading. Um, The thing I love about being a writer is that no two days look the same, even though you hope to be sitting down writing every day if you can. Um, For me, there's just so many different things that it involves and I guess living a creative life is very different to, you know, having, say, let's call it a normal job or a normal career because you're just doing things at different times of the day. You're creative at different times of the day. And it's okay that your day might look differently. It's okay that you might be fitting in your creative life around work life. It's different for everyone. And I think that that's a really important thing to grasp and acknowledge when you are a creative person. So that's that's my mantra for this week. I'm embracing my creative life, however that may look this week. Okay, so this week I have a wonderful question, so I'm not going to ramble on in the introduction because um, I, I am going to answer this one with quite in-depth answers. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Let's get on with the podcast. Okay, this week's question uh, came directly into my email inbox and this person has asked to remain anonymous, which is perfectly fine. So I will read you the question. If you had your time over and were only just starting writing and publishing now, what would you do differently? Wow, what a question. When I first opened this email, I must admit my first reaction was a knee jerk. Nothing. I'm not, I wouldn't change anything because I'm a firm believer in that we do what we do in the moment because that's all we know in the moment. But as I closed the email and thought about replying and, and it played on my mind over and over again, um, I began to slowly let my mind contemplate what I perhaps would do differently if I were starting over again. Of course, there are things because, you know, hindsight is wonderful. We can look back and we can see all the things that we would have and maybe should have done differently. But the beauty of moving through time is learning and learning from mistakes, learning from failures. And I think that's really important. Um, Just gaining that learning and that knowledge and that experience and wisdom through 
practice through doing things that perhaps if you did look back, you would do differently. But I am going to answer this question and I'm going to approach it in a way that it may not be specific examples of what I would do differently, but you know, but maybe in a more general sense. So more general things that I'd perhaps tell my younger writerly self. Number one, don't be impatient. Yes, if I had my time again, I would definitely tell myself to be more patient, to don't be so impatient, don't rush. And this is probably the hardest thing to learn as a new writer because when you decide you want to be an author, when you decide that what you're writing is something you would like other people to read, all you want to do is finish the book and see it in your hands, out on the shelf, whatever. And there seems like there's an urgency because when you immerse yourself in the writing world, particularly the online writing landscape, you see so many people getting book deals, seeing their books published, putting out book after book, and it's it feels like it's constant and it feels like you're being left behind. You feel like that if you don't do it now, you're going to be you're going to miss out. And that's just not true. In fact, if you rush to publication, if you rush your novel, rush the pitching of your novel or if you rush to self-publishing, it could in fact be detrimental to your long-term career. And although it was about seven years from when I first started writing seriously till my first book was published, and although I put everything I could into making that book the best it could be, in hindsight, because that's what we're talking about, I probably feel like I rushed process because I was just so keen to get that first book out there. So my number one tip is be patient. Do all the things you need to do to make yourself a better writer, to make your stories better, and do all the things that will make you a better author. And don't rush the process. You won't miss the boat, I promise. My number two thing that I would do differently if I were starting out all over again is to learn the craft that matters, and that is structure. When I first began writing, I honestly had no idea what I was doing. Yes, I'd been writing forever. I'd journaled for years. I'd kept a diary as a teenager, written short stories as a kid. I loved writing essays in English, but all of that is totally irrelevant when it comes to writing novels. So what I did first up, of course, is what most new writers will do, and that's do all the courses, buy all the craft books, study, learn, and repeat. Now, looking back and knowing what I know now about writing, I think I'd be less focused on learning all the things and more focused on learning what makes story work. And that is the structure of successful stories. You can learn all about character, setting, pacing, tension, and all of that absolutely has its place. You do need to know all of that. But to begin with, you have to understand the basic foundations of a story, and that is structure, particularly when it comes to writing commercial and genre fiction. Structure is everything. But here's the thing. You don't know that when you first start out, when you're all green, when you're jumping in and thinking you're going to write this novel. It's all new, it's exciting, and you just want to learn it all. You just want to know how to do it. So I do acknowledge that my learning is a 
combination of all of the things I've done over the years bringing me to where I am now. So I'm not sure if I could have done it differently, but because this podcast is all about advice, I would definitely suggest if you are a new writer, focus on learning about story structure as your number one priority and all the other things all the character learning, the setting, the pacing, tension, all of that, that builds on top of structure. Number three, read books with your writing hat on. Now, of course, you have to read for, an enjoy- for enjoyment. That's why we read and that's why we are writers, why we want to be authors, because we love stories, we love books, and we love reading. But something I would do a more of a lot sooner than I did perhaps would be really analyze a book to see what makes it work or in some cases what makes it not work and it comes down to firstly like I mentioned in my previous point understanding structure I 100% believe that analyzing books and even movies because in movies they really have to nail the structure they can't waffle on like you can sometimes do in a book. So I'd really focus on analyzing successful books and movies and pulling apart the structure, pulling them apart, seeing what's working, what makes them work, identifying things such as the inciting incident, the midpoint, the turning points, how they build the tension towards the climax. I'd really make a point of understanding the key scenes that readers expect to see for whatever genre it is and how these books do it. This is something that I actually love doing now because it's helped me so much understand story structure. And yes, it does make it harder to read for enjoyment these days, but ultimately I'm an author and that's what I want to do. So I'm happy to accept the fact that my writing brain is always on when I'm reading. And in some cases, it actually makes a book more enjoyable because I can go, oh, I know where, I know why they did this. This is fantastic. So definitely read more books with your writing hat on. Number four would be pick a genre and stick to it, Jody. <laughs> now, look. When I first started out writing my first book, and it was a book I'd had in my head for so long, it was a book that made me want to write and want to be an author. And it probably straddled a few different genres. It's like rural romance slash drama, um, but that's not what I write in now. I write feel-good fiction. So although I do not regret my first book, I've already said I do love and I am proud of my very first book. But if I were starting out again, I would definitely pick a genre and stick to it, at least when you're starting out. I would write numerous manuscripts in that genre. I'd read that genre. I'd really study the genre, study the books that are selling in that genre, study the marketing techniques and the social media that's working for that genre. Pretty much I'd learn all there is to know about the genre and stick to it for a while, especially if you're planning to write commercial fiction it's so important to get your genre right and really understand it. Now, that doesn't mean that that's the only genre you can ever write in, but I think when you're first starting out, knowing your genre inside and out is the best way for you to write the best book you can write. And you can, I think, target publishers and agents better because you know what genre you're writing in, so you know you need to approach publishers and agents who publish in that genre And if you're going to self-publish, then you will understand the ins and outs of how to publish and market yourself in your genre when you indie publish. 
And I think knowing what your audience expects from you, that is really important to make sure that your book delivers on that. So genre is key. And I do believe you have to fully understand your genre to write successfully. So yes, this is something I learned the hard way, something that I'm still learning. And like I said, it's not, it doesn't mean that that's the only genre you can ever write in. But definitely if my advice would be if you are just starting out, pick a genre and stick to it, learn it, nail it, and then move on from there. Okay, so number five, this is my last tip or last thing that I would perhaps do differently if I was starting out all over again. And this is one that I'm really only just coming to terms to, so I might not be able to articulate it properly yet, but I thought it was an important one to mention, and it is in regards to self-publishing. Now, when I decided I wanted to self-publish, I decided that I was going to self-publish like I was a traditionally published author. And what that meant was I was going to make sure my book was indistinguishable from a trad published book. So a professional cover, professionally edited, proofread, formatted, professionally designed, all of that so that it could sit on the shelf or sit on the, the online store and a reader would look at it and not be able to tell it was a self-published book. And that is totally something that I say is imperative. If you want to self-publish, this is not something that you should in any way deviate from. I believe that you need to make your book as good as it can be and look as great as a traditional published book does look. However, I also decided that I was going to promote and self-market myself just as a trad publisher would market and sell and promote a trad novel. I was going to have a launch, a promotional campaign, a marketing campaign. I was going to rub shoulders with published authors and do what they did, be out on the scene and just immerse myself in the trad world as an indie author. Now, the thing I learned is that doesn't work, not completely as you think it should. On paper, it all sounds great and you think it should work, but it actually doesn't. And the difference is bookshops. Now, bookshops sell traditionally published books. They focus 95%, I would say. Now, that's not um, a statistic I've drawn from everywhere. It's just, I, I would think, fairly, fairly accurate that, you know, bookshops, they tend to focus 90% on traditionally published books. And it's really hard to get distribution into bookshops. It's a lot easier than it used to be. But even if you have a distribution channel, it's it's still hard to get on the shelf of a bricks and mortar bookshop. And it's even harder to have your booksellers, unless you know them personally, help push your books like they do push the trad books because there is marketing behind them. So if you're self-publishing, your marketing and promotion has to be A1, of course, but it has to be different approach than traditional methods. I'm not going to go into what that would entail. That's definitely a topic for another podcast episode in the future, maybe. But if I were to go back in time, this is 100% something that I would change in my approach to self-publishing. I'd understand, yes, that my book needs to be indistinguishable from a traditionally published book but my marketing and promotion needs to be done differently. 
If you'd like to know more about this week's topic, you can check out my website at www.jfgibson.com.au or if you have a question about writing or publishing that you'd like answered on the podcast, please reach out to me on my website or via Instagram where you'll find me at jfgibsonwriter. The easiest way to find me is to Google Jodie Gibson author where you'll find my website and my socials. So I do look forward to hearing from you. So there you have it, the things I'd do differently if I was starting out all over again. But as I said, it is really hard to look back and and regret anything. Life is about living and learning and the same applies for writing. We need to learn and experience to be able to grow as writers and I believe we need to do it as organically as possible. So of course I'd love to change a few things now in hindsight but all I can do now is move forward with the knowledge and the experience I've gained and hopefully all of that thrown together makes me a better writer. So you absolutely have my permission to go out there and make mistakes, fail, get rejected, write rubbish because it's all going to make you the wonderful writer that you were always meant to be. Anyway, I hope that has helped someone out there. And on that note, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll be back in your ears next week. So until then, happy writing. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to hit the subscribe button. Give me a shout out on your socials and it would be super fantastic if you could leave a review to help the podcast be seen so other writers can benefit from it too. You're also invited to support the podcast simply by buying me a coffee. Just head to my website www.jfgibson.com.au Go to the podcast page and you can leave a one-off donation. Your support helps me pay for the production, editing and hosting costs of the podcast. And if you like, you'll also get a special shout out on the next episode. Don't forget you can reach out on my Instagram at jfgibsonwriter where I always love to hear from other writers and readers. Thank you so much for listening.